0: you people are at the position of attention ought to have you all shot we salute the rank not the man we're running curry you're already dead To have with each and every one of you
1: welcome back everybody to the almost sideways sideshow this is episode seven of our deep dive of band of brothers uh the breaking point i am your host terry Plucknett. joining me is adam daly
0: adam how's it going uh, no funny lines of dialogue, no no scissor jokes this time. But I'm nearing my breaking point. No, just kidding. I'm uh, this is going to be a uh, this is an interesting episode considering this is one of your highlights. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about this one.
1: Yeah, I would say this is probably my favorite episode. So uh, so nice. it's going to be okay. fun to get into this go. one. All right. So so right now this is this is episode seven. We have a few left. Are have you been enjoying your band of brothers journey?
0: Oh, definitely a lot more. Uh, this last set of recordings, we record this instead of four. So, uh, hmm. but this, these last couple episodes uh, have been, especially best stone as, as of now, best stone, before we start talking about it, whenever we start talking about stuff, I always kind of like things a little bit more after we have more in-depth conversations of it. Uh, but best stone so far is my f- current favorite before we started talking about uh, the breaking point. So uh, it's definitely on an upward trajectory of the show. The last couple episodes have been really pristine. So I really like them. Good, good, good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to be
1: talking about episode seven, the breaking point uh, and looking a lot at uh, at Sergeant Lipton, who is uh, the main focal yes, point finally. of this episode. Uh, yes. Donnie Wahlberg finally gets his, his moment in the sun here. Uh, before we get into that, make sure you are subscribing, rating, reviewing to the podcast uh, wherever you can find it. Apple podcast, Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, all over the Internet. Uh, to get that audio feed for the video feed, you can check us out on YouTube.
0: Make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe here on YouTube where we, we talk all things movies and Banner Brothers, our sideshow. Uh, but make sure you uh, join the conversation in the comments section down below because that's where you're at. Almost sideways, a place for movie conversation. There you go. There you go. YouTube stuff. Good. Good <laughs> deal. Good deal.
1: <laughs> Check the box. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm getting to the age that I, I need to start calling it the YouTube. The yeah, um, can't. Find us on I'm the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm
0: there, yeah. too, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you know when you're old, when you start referring to things with the in front of it the. when they're not supposed to? Um, all right. Well, let's get into Episode 7. As we look at uh, the study of Lipton. And like I said, this is one of my favorite episodes, possibly my favorite episode. And one of the main reasons is there is a lot that happens in this episode and a lot of really like major important stuff. Like, like I know episode five is called the crossroads. This is really <laughs> in so many ways, the crossroads for, for easy company, not only um, it, it's a crossroads in leadership, it's a crossroads in, in, um, and who's moving on with, with the group uh, because there, there are a lot of characters who get injured, get who die. Um, it's hasn't been a while. It's been a little while since major characters that we've known since the beginning die. And this yeah. happens or, or, or end up getting taken out. This happens quite a bit in this episode. And it is just packed full of stuff. So... Let's get let's get into this. The first thing you notice about this episode that's different than any other episode. I don't know if you know you realize this. This is the first episode where we have constant voiceover and a constant narration throughout the entire Oh, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there there have been moments where like Winters has said some things uh, and narrated some things. Lipton narrates this entire episode. And, mm-hmm. and I, I find that interesting because we mentioned on the last episode, and this one you see it even more, Lipton really is emerging as the leader of Easy Company. And it's even said at the end, and he doesn't even realize he's the leader, but he is. He's the leader of Easy Company. And, and so it, it's good that this, this very traumatic moment in Easy Company's time together is narrated by the one that's leading them through this moment. Because it's obviously not Lieutenant Dyke, uh, and we see we see Lieutenant Dyke at his finest in this episode. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, we'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll get to Dyke, but first, I want to start talking about the tragedy of this episode, and because there are so many tragedies, and it starts right off the bat when you have uh, when you have Hoobler shooting mm. the the German horseback rider and he finally finds a Luger and Hoobler oh, yeah, yeah. is Hoobler's the one uh, there's a couple guys in, in Easy Company that have been looking for a Luger Hubler's the one that if you it was before uh, before D-Day before they were getting ready to jump he ran into the British soldier and like almost stole the Luger from him because he thought it was so cool after he looked at it it's like oh I always wanted one of these da, da, da. Well, he finally gets his Luger and it misfires and shoots him in the leg, and he bleeds out right there on the battlefield from having a gun down his pants. I mean, how how senseless of a of a death is that? But that's what happened to Hubler. So you have Hubler go down. You have uh, once the barrage starts happening as they're overlooking Foy and they're in their foxholes and they're they're holding the line. Uh, the by the way, those barrage sequences are just breathtaking breathtaking sequences. And they there are three rounds of barrages of 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 firing that they have to deal with. And each one has different consequences. Your first one, you have um Lipton is running around like crazy telling everyone to get into their foxholes. Get in it your came. holes, get yep. in your holes. Yep, yep. And it's the one that he says reminded him of the Fourth of July. And <laughs> and he was actually enjoying it. Uh, but when when it's all done, we find out that Joe Toy got hit and lost a leg. You know, God the guy damn. who just oh, yeah. he, came he, back he returned, from the yeah. Front. He just came yeah. back. He just came back to the front after getting hit in the hit in the shoulder. And um and so he's I mean, he's one of the first guys you meet in the show. And and I here he is sitting death, yeah. next to his leg. And <laughs> and it just it's just this heartbreaking moment. And then Garnier goes out to go get him. And who's not in great shape either, because he's one of the guys who escaped the escaped the hospital before he should have. And, and he goes out to get him and tries to bring him back. And, and in the second barrage, Garnier gets hit and his leg gets blown, blown to pieces. I mean, it's still there, but I think eventually knowing the story, I think he ends up without a leg. Um, And you got to feel for Buck. In that moment, Buck, who, who we talked about before came back from getting injured and was just different. Uh, he, he just, there was something different about him. In fact, um, babe, Heffron even, even said he, he felt like this one guy he knew from back home called crazy Joe McCluskey. And, mm. and just that guy who just something's off about him. And just, there's something off about, about Buck. And then he sees his two best friends, Joe toy and Garnier lying there, And the look on his face as he's as he's watching them, um, it's it's a moment that's in the credits, the opening credits of the show. And now that, you know, the context of that moment, I mean, it breaks my heart to watch credits and see that moment every time. Uh, So you have that then. uh, Let's see here. Then you have the third barrage come through and and. That's when Luz is kind of stuck in the middle and Muck and Pinkala are calling him over and their foxhole gets blown, blown apart and hit two of his best friends. And then, then he ends up in a, in a foxhole with Lipton, the shell lands in their bunk in their, in their foxhole, but it doesn't explode and that it's that moment where Lipton yeah Lipton takes a cigarette cuz he's never he's never had one so i mean there's
0: I smoke i don't
1: yeah, there's there's death there's death all over this episode even to the point that that you get this moment and it's it's much more subtle than this but at the end of it Lipton just kind of goes let's recap here oh, this guy's yeah. dead and this guy's dead and this guy's dead because you just got to go through it because in this one episode so many guys that you've known since the beginning are either Losing a limb or gone. It's just crazy. And that's like enough for one episode of this, right? We've been talking about what happens in these episodes, but not this one that that's barely half of what happens in this episode. Yeah.
0: yeah. Before we transition to what happens, what else happens? The, the, uh, I felt a lot of this episode, of course, um, Joe coming back, probably before he shit, he his first thing he says ah oh, who took a shit in my foxhole what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh give some moment of levity there but the um him going down and seeing his leg and he, he's crawling back on his like his arms crawling on crawling back to get his skin to a hole and he's like, i can't get up i can't get up i can't get up and then uh what, what was the, the soldier like, ran over to him again you said his Dernier. name was Garnier, Garnier comes over and tries to pick him up, and you know helps him out. But then, go something goes off, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this guy just like I like that guy. I like Joe because mm-hmm. he brought bust out the uh, that was the guy that bust out the, the brass knuckles, in, yeah, uh, day of days. And it's like you see this guy's progression. All he's been there. I mean, he's missed an episode or episode before, but he's been there for the most the majority of the show, and. It's sad sad to see him go for sure. Um, one of my favorites, um, kind of like the guy character we we haven't really talked about. I haven't really talked about, but I've always liked when he's on camera, uh just something about him that kind of comes across as this guy that can't help but you know can't say anything bad about it anyway in the show. But uh sad to see him go and then you know, seeing um uh, Buck Compton, um, you know, what he's going through and knowing that, you know, he's not the same guy anymore. And he's always, he was another one that we talked about one of our favorite guys too. And then he's just kind of, kind of a shell of what he, what, who he was before too. And it's just, he's not the guy joking around playing darts. He's, he's distraught. He's losing his buddies and it's, it's taking a toll on him as well. He kind of um more, um he doesn't snap himself out. Like uh, we saw doll doc Rowe do in the previous episode. He kind of, just kind of goes, does his thing um, there too. So you definitely see a lot of moving parts in a very traumatic scenes and those big explosions through the the bushes and the uh, the trees and the foxholes are uh, some of the probably best shot stuff because you feel like you're in those foxholes feeling the, the, the rain of uh, a tree and dirt fall on you too. You feel that in those episodes. I think that the cinematography was great for those, those moments too. It kind of makes you feel like you're actually there. Yeah. Especially if you have a, if you have a good sound system, I have a, like a subwoofer right underneath uh, my bed too. So I, I felt like when every sound that shell hit, like you can feel it. So it's like, Oh my goodness. Like this is, I could only imagine what it's there. Like what I could not, I could not imagine what it would, what it would have been like.
1: Yeah, I wa- I watched the uh this group of episodes on uh, on my iPad with headphones in, mm-hmm. and I mean iPad you you get it's it, the the picture is what it is, but the sound you get sound, off yeah. of uh be, having headphones in and hearing all the nuances of the sound was was mm-hmm. really really cool. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Buck Compton, and he he ends up getting pulled off the line because. Mm-hmm. Just because of emotional distress, really. He he can't he can't do it anymore. He can't handle it anymore. He's not injured. And he was this guy who from the very beginning. And, and part of it is it the fact that it's Neil McDonough, but part of it is just that character. He felt invincible. And uh and when he gets hit that first time, he you could tell he feels broken. And as soon as he comes back, mm-hmm. you can tell he's broken. And then you have this broken guy and he sees his friends lying there just in pieces, literally. And, and he just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. You, you mentioned Joe toy as that, as that guy who you always are can connect to when he's out there for me, that's Garnier. And so, mm. yeah, Joe toy, it was, it was heartbreaking to see, but then you see Garnier, who's a guy who you, I feel like you have to notice him whenever he's on camera, right? He's the one that, his brother died right before he jumped. He's the one that, uh, that accused winners of being a Quaker. And I mean, he's yeah. right in the middle of so much, so much of this stuff, always there with a wise crack, always there to, to give people a hard time. And, uh, and he even has a wise crack as, as it all happens is doc Rowe shows up and says that Garnier's going to be the first one to be taken off. Cause they're still stabilizing Joe toy. And, and he gets on the stretcher and as he's passing by, he goes, Hey Joe, I told you I'd beat you back to the states. <laughs> Even then, he's got to be throwing a wisecrack out there, and that's just who he was. And and to see these guys, these characters, these memorable faces, because in, in other times, oh, that guy got shot. Who was that guy? Oh, we knew him for five minutes. Okay, I guess that we can move on. But these are the guys that we've known. We've 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 gotten to enjoy watching them for. For seven episodes and now and now they're gone it's just heartbreaking
0: yeah Garnier yeah you're bringing up moments now because I'm I'm still seven episodes in. I'm still having a hard time placing who the actor (laughs) with the the, the name of the face first time watches man for shows are sometimes so brutal especially such a uh, heavy uh, episode heavy show like this but Garnier yeah it's very good point like I totally forgot we had a whole conversation about this guy who didn't get the Saving Private Ryan treatment. He didn't get back to the states because his brother said he he said no. I'm going out there. I'm jumping, and I'm doing this thing. Oh, I forgot the Quaker line too, and and you know having that little moment with winners where he drinks his first little bit of alcohol. Winners does uh, those are some good moments that we see with Garnier, and uh, yeah, and he goes out a hero like he freaking went out. He ran and risked his life to you know s- save Joe Toy, you know Joe out there. to so, uh, give. Hats off to him, for sure. Good. Call. I do you find
1: it funny that that's like the one character you have to say his whole name? Like everyone else, it's a nickname or it's their last name, but then it's Joe Toy. You, so you it, have yeah. to say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so the tragedy of this episode is a major theme. Another major theme in this episode is Dyke.
0: Lieutenant we Dyke, get this guy out of here.
1: <laughs> I, I know, I know. And 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 how many conversations are had during this episode about? How can we get rid of them? And I love the the um, the interaction Winters has with Nixon of, like, Dyke is horrible. It's like, well, who would you replace him with? And they go through, like, the list of, well, here are the officers in Easy Company. You've got Shames, who just yells at it. He's the guy who says, he's seen too many war movies. He just yells at everybody the whole time. Uh, <laughs> then you've got Peacock, who is completely confused and... Uh, I mean, we said he was an LVP a couple episodes ago because he was the guy who didn't who waited for the actual red smoke to come out uh, for the sound of the canister to be released. And and I don't see the color. (laughs) Nobody tries harder, but I can't even trust him running a running a platoon. I don't want to trust him with the whole company. And then you've got and then you've got Buck. Who's a great natural leader, but he's the only experienced officer that he can trust. And, and you can, and he's been different since he was hurt. And then you have Dyke who mm. I, I love. I love again, narrated by Lipton. And he has a great line in there where he says, Lieutenant Dyke is not a bad leader because he made bad decisions. He's a bad leader because he made no decisions. Mm. Yeah. And, and he, he just was always absent. And I, like I, right after he says that, I, I paid real real close attention to some of what he was saying, in in the meet the few meetings he actually has, and and the one thing he he says is uh, after that is all right. I want you and you and you organize a team. Make sure that we protect the officers' quarters. And <laughs> it's like, that's of that's the that's the only thing he's concerned about is making sure he is safe that is the job of his company is to make sure he survives and everything else is, is pointless. Um, but yeah, so you've got these, we said
0: before too, Mm -hmm. about him taking the medical supplies too. He wants to keep it for himself. Yeah.
1: He's, he's only concerned about himself. Uh, luckily Winters finds a way to get rid of peacock when, uh, when Nixon gives up his 30 day furlough to go sell war bonds and, and gives (laughs) it to peacock. And one of my favorite moments that I, of this episode is the irony of when Peacock is saying bye and all, the, and all the guys are like, oh, this is such great news. I'm so glad you're leaving. I <laughs> <laughs> it it couldn't have happened to anybody. It, it, it couldn't have happened. This couldn't have happened to a better guy. This is such great news. Congratulations, Peacock. And he's just like, oh, guys, you care about me so much, man. They're like, oh, we don't have to follow him anymore. Hallelujah! Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dyke—he's just weird and awkward. It's even mentioned here that he was a—he's a favorite of a, of a, of some higher up, and they sent yeah. him here to get some experience. And of course. but <laughs> but uh, he's as. Lipton eventually says goes to Winters and says he's an empty uniform and he's going to get a lot of people killed when they actually have to go into battle and he actually has to lead people
0: Yeah, that's true
1: and there was that weird there. there's a weird interaction of him and Lipton where he comes up to Lipton in his foxhole and, and he just and he just starts sorry about Hubler and he actually acts like a human being for a little bit like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's like where are you from Lipton oh from West Virginia like, oh okay what why are you a paratrooper? He's like, oh, you know, I saw this ad. and like, oh. so where are you from, Dyke? And he's already walked away before he even finished hearing his answer yeah. to it. It's like, what? Yeah, who
0: are you? I mean, come yeah. on, it's just uh, yeah. he's he's trying to be kind of normal, but he's also shut off still, like he won't like give up any information about himself. And is really is he really listening to you? Who knows? I doubt, yeah.
1: Uh, any any great uh, any great Dyke
0: moments from this episode? No, you pretty like, Infamous, um, yeah. We're infamous. Um, no, the uh, it's Dyke that moment where he's like walks away from the conversation. That's a, that's pretty much sums it up. Like trying to have a heart, you know heart to heart, just get to know each other. Oh, he's already gone. Okay, okay, cool. I'm talking to the wall. Good, good, good. Good to know. Yeah, that's pretty much are, that's Dyke are, are that, that show
1: right there. Or then his moment in the barrage, you handle things here. I'm gonna go for help.
0: Yeah, of course, of course you are.
1: And the <laughs> and Luz's reaction is what the well, just what the... yeah. It, it, yeah. And and then he does he does his impression later on. I'm gonna go for help. And and <laughs> and, and Lipton again, Lipton being the leader pulls him aside. It's like two things, one great impression two don't do it anymore because that's not helping anybody we're stuck with this guy it doesn't help to get anybody else on on the wrong side of him Mm -hmm. and all this leads to the attack on foy where uh where lipton is concerned all right this is when he goes to winners and says this is gonna not go well he has a very specific task because Easy Company is leading the assault. They have to get into town. They have covering fire behind them. They have to get in, get positioned so that everything else can happen. And Dyke blows it. He screws it all up. He freaks. He freezes. I mean, it. I, I, I told you back in episode three, Blythe is not the worst soldier ever. It's Dyke, right? I mean, what, what did yeah. you see in this scene?
0: I just saw, I, I saw really, a, I was, yeah, it was kind of frustrating because it's like, yeah, you basically people have called it that this was going to happen that once he has to do something, he's not going to do anything uh, good. Like he's going to make a, a rational decision and yeah, he's gonna, yeah, it, 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 I'm glad that he's not there anymore. So it's uh, a little, yeah, it's more than frustrating, but yeah, it's uh we kind of knew that was going to happen. So well, that, everyone was, was waiting for it. Yeah.
1: Everyone was waiting for Everything it. But went, in, and, and I think everyone has kind of had these moments before, too. It's like you know something bad is going to happen, but you have to wait for something bad to happen to stop the bad thing from happening. <laughs>
0: unfortunately
1: like, yes <laughs> i know this isn't going to go bad or this is going to go bad but i have to actually wait for the person to make the mistake in order yeah. to fix it because until they actually make the mistake we don't know for sure if they that mistake is going to be made
0: good point yeah
1: <laughs> and uh and so the mistake is made he freezes he tries to to send part of his part of easy company on an end around to the backside of the city. Uh he, he's screwing up everything. Winters is yelling at him. Winters almost runs out there and takes care of it himself until Colonel Sink yells at him and tells him, You are running this battalion, you get back here. <laughs> and then we get like the potentially the MVP moment of like the entire show. And that is Winters having the fourth, having the, the the thought, the gut reaction. To turn around and say, Spears, you are now in charge of Easy Company. And it's that moment that you go, yes, yes, Spears, that's the guy. That's the guy we want doing this. And yeah. and he, dude's a badass. I mean, there, yeah. there's no other way to describe it.
0: Hey, the, the thing with, between me and you. It's, you have hope that's why you're not doing anything just imagine there's no hope and yeah that's why you can do some get this stuff done yeah basically call back to his conversation with Blythe a little bit mm-hmm. yeah having spears kind of take back over and be more of a focal point i think that's a yes mvp moment right there
1: yeah and we saw him in that one tiny little moment earlier where he sees christensen in the, in the foxhole yeah aka michael fastbender Popping back up again,
0: finally, and uh,
1: <laughs> and they're talking about some of the legend of Spears, and 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 he he totally knows that he has this legend around him because then he offers each of them a smoke, which is just priceless. Uh, but when he gets picked, he goes just barreling through the front the the field, dodging everything that's coming his way, and in like ten seconds, he hears what's going on. And undoes all of the mistakes Dyke made. And everything is fixed. Like, just like that. It's like, oh no, don't do that. That's a waste of time. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And go. Perfect. And go. <laughs> and Lipton makes it all happen. And then, the craziest part, which again, you wouldn't believe it, and except this actually happened. It's a true story. They lost sight of I Company on the backside of the city who was supposed to be bringing up that side and they needed to connect with them in order for this uh, assault to work. So what does Spears do? He just gets up and he runs through the center of the city to the other side, connects with I company and then turns around and runs back through the center of the city and nobody hits him. Nobody fires at him because they all are like, what? The hell, the is, this hell is this guy doing? doing? yeah. And it worked. And I mean, he single-handedly—the way the story is told in the show—I don't know if this is like the full thing—but he single-handedly saved that assault on Foy. It's
0: crazy. He has good cardio. I gotta say that he's got great <laughs> cardio. <laughs> he
1: he he jogged up Curry—he a few times, I think. I
0: think uh, so, yeah.
1: But yeah, just that—that that moment is like my favorite moment of the entire show. It mm. is just that what the hell and all all the tragedy, all the pain, all the heartache of earlier in the episode. Like is completely turned around on a 180 when you see what a real leader looks like once again at, as the as a CEO of Easy Company. Yeah. And you see this fearless guy. Do something absolutely insane because that is what had to happen in that moment for it to work like oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it made him the per- like winners wouldn't have done that no uh, he, he's too smart for that you needed someone who was stupid enough to make the crazy decision in order to, to survive that moment and and Spears was perfect for that moment uh yeah my favorite part of the show and because it's just it's just one of those moments what what just no what
0: (laughs) you just got promoted we don't want dyke back no (laughs) and 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 that
1: and i think that's why this is my favorite episode because the highs and the lows that you go through in this episode like like that moment of like of being so excited like what this is crazy to before that you're like what this is crazy Toy and Garnier and Hubler and Muck and Pinkala and all these guys are getting killed but it all is like resurrected by Spears and what he's able to bring to them and you mm-hmm. finally have that competent leadership again yeah,
0: Exactly, and I love the moment that Spears has with Lipton in the church with the girl, the girls choir or whatever they're mm-hmm. singing. And that, that yeah. was really, we see all the characters there again, they kind of slowly fade in and out with who's there, who's not. Cause how many, he said he had over close to 200 people, right? Now it was down to 60, something, something like a, that. I, something. I didn't It was—it a, was a number. have the exact number there. Yeah. But it was like seeing like they had such, so many people going in. Now they hardly have any, but you know, having um, Spears say to Lipton basically like there, there, there has been somebody who's been kind of the heart and soul, the backbone of this company who's leading them without him knowing. And it's like, you have no idea who I'm talking. It's like, he's talking about Lipton. We saw that from Caratan episode where he was the first one to, he noticed that stuff's about to go down. We need to get the heck out of here. He was telling everybody to run mm-hmm. away. He almost got his biscuits blown off. They even mentioned that in the thing in this uh, this episode. His niblets, <laughs> I should say. I said biscuits. His niblets, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost blown off in that that episode. And you know, he so he's yeah yeah he has the scars. They're, they're, he's not a rearranged downstairs. He'll let you know that for sure. But you know, he's there being the heart and soul of this company. And Lipton is just proves again that like he is kind of the backbone and one of the, the better characters of leadership that this the show does have. This company does have, actually.
1: How are your nuts doing, Lip? Doing yeah. fine. Thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> 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 doing fine. <laughs> doing fine.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I mean, we, we've talked about how this show tends to have those perfect final scenes in each episode. and And this is another Great one. Scene. Uh, of uh, of you the chaos of this whole episode, of of the barrage in the woods, of of all the carnage, all the all the characters we've known and loved dying, to uh, to the the craziness of of Spears taking over for Dyke on the battlefield, and then you end in this church, with this choir, and this just peaceful, solemn, calm moment and and you have you have uh, a spears talking about why he want, why he enjoys the legend of spears and why he thinks it's it's a it's a good thing and you want to address it yeah yeah he he doesn't he doesn't address it and then you have um, you find out the news that lipton is going to be promoted and he's getting a battlefield uh, commission and he's going to go from sergeant lipton to lieutenant Lin- lipton which is totally worth it and totally, yeah. uh, totally earned. Exactly. Great. Great way to end the episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All Those right. Ones, yeah. Any last thoughts on uh, on the uh, breaking point before I move on?
0: No, I think I'm pretty good. Hopefully Lipton uh, doesn't get sick. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. oh, no. Oh, spoiler for what might to come. Anyway. Uh, take <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah like I said this is this is one this is my favorite episode um, and even watching it again now that this I, I just love the ups and downs of this episode and everything that it brings and uh, and just the action of this episode it Lipton narrates it but it not it doesn't necessarily s- study Lipton that much it's more of him yeah. just observing everything that's going on because he's involved in everything that's going on yeah, so it's I, I think
0: observation cool. yeah
1: yeah exactly All right, well, that is our episode on Episode 7, The Breaking Point. We'll be back at you very soon with Episode 8. Until then, enjoy.
0: Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.